Hello. 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 Hello, my name is Matthew West, and I'm the host of this podcast. It's called the Matthew West Podcast. I really hope you like it. Hello. Hey, my friends, welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West, and as always, I really hope you like it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for joining me week in and week out. I know you guys are out there, the faithful who never miss an episode. I know that because I got to meet some of you on tour at the beginning of our uh, spring tour, the first leg. I got to meet some faithful podcast listeners, so... Many thanks. Um, I'm so thankful for you. And uh, hey, before we dive into today's show officially, I just wanted to start off by saying that my heart is breaking for the innocent people in Ukraine who are in harm's way, maybe unable to get away, those who are having to um, try to protect their their homes, their cities, their streets. It's it's just heartbreaking to see. We're praying for everyone. I, I don't have anything really terribly profound to say because honestly, there's just so there there's so much news about it and you've probably had your fill. So I I don't know. I just like I said, nothing terribly profound other than to pray and to um, be thankful that we do believe God is in control, even in the midst of what seems like total and complete chaos. Um, we have to believe that he is on the throne. He is in control. He is not surprised. And so I hope you guys are joining the West family as we pray for all of those who are in harm's way, even as I'm talking to you. So, man, it's going to be a great show today. And I think we need some hope today. And I hope today's episode can do that. And speaking of hope, I think this might be the perfect guest because uh, he has a podcast. And guess what it's called? Human Hope. And it just celebrated 1 million downloads. In fact, his podcast is on the same network as my podcast with our friend Annie F. Downs. He's also an author. Uh, he's a speaker. And he's got a really cool movement that's taking place on Instagram where he has been finding individuals and families in need and just raising up an army of uh, generosity and compassion, and it's just been really cool. That's one of the big reasons why I was excited to speak with him today, because we need some good news, people. So uh, without further ado, let's go to the story house with my friend Carlos Whitaker. Ladies and gentlemen, Carlos Whitaker is in the house. Welcome to the Matthew West podcast. How you doing today, bud? I'm in the Matthew West podcast. I, I couldn't be better. I got to tell you, um, if we were having a contest for who has the best podcast name, uh, you got way more creative than I did. I, I just, ah! uh, KIS <laughs> says, keep it simple, stupid. I just went with the Matthew. But you got this great name to your podcast, which I got to start off by saying congratulations on 1 million downloads, your oh, podcast. thank you. It's called Human Hope. So you've got major wins in that title. First of all, it's just a creative title. Number two, it's um, it's got good alliteration, which as a songwriter, I have much respect for. And I know you've you got music in your bones too. Um, so tell me why you decided to call it Human Hope. Well, first of all, you know, Matthew West, that, that's just a cool name in general. <laughs> and so like, you know, 
Uh, that just it, it just is. So like you, you've got props on your name. Um, <laughs> my name, people, people would never find my podcast because most people spell Whitaker with one T and I got two. Uh. So if I, if I try to name it the Carlos Whitaker podcast, nobody would ever find my podcast. Okay. So, so it's a search engine issue. I see. Yeah. That. It's a search. It's a search engine <laughs> optimization issue. Okay. Here, I think that, um, you know, a long time ago when I, when I just kind of transitioned from music to speaking and I, but I still didn't really know what I was doing. I remember being on a flight one day and the, the guy next to me asked me what I was, what I did for a living. And instead of saying I'm unemployed, I basically said, uh, well, I, I'm a hope dealer. And uh, he's like, what does that mean? And I just, I just feel like in whatever platform I'm standing on, whether it be behind a microphone or on a podcast or on a stage or whatever it is, I'm just trying to deal hope to, to everybody that's around me. And so when we were, when Annie and the team and myself were trying to decide on the name for the podcast, I guess this was around the time. So this was, I launched it 48 weeks ago now. And, uh, you know, we had just come out of 2020. I felt like humanity was just waning. Humanity was just, you know, like, oh my gosh. I mean, even like Christians and strong believers were like, had their hands up in the air or were kind of cowering in fear. And I was like, you know what? I want to do a podcast where people can come and find hope. Whatever, mm. you know, line of the hum- human spectrum they find themselves in, I want them to be able to show up and say, you know what? I, I feel more hopeful when I leave these conversations, not meaning that the, all the conversations are going to be easy. Cause we, I have a lot of difficult conversations on right. my podcast, but what I, what I hope happens is that people even step into the harder conversations and leave with a little bit more hope saying, you know what? It's going to be okay. We're going to be able to get through this. I know this was not your first attempt at a podcast and I loved, so you mentioned Annie, we got to say that we have this connectivity, you and I, even though we haven't spent a ton of time together, we're part of the same podcast network, which is headed up by, by our fearless leader and an inspiration to both of us, Annie F. Downs, who's just an amazing individual, but, and, and she encouraged you to launch this podcast. I was reading on your website about the origins of human hope and why you decided to do it, but. But I, when you and I got to meet in person, you had mentioned how you had done a couple podcasts before, but you kind of like, you're, you're this, like I wrote down, okay, let me tell you what, this is, I I looked up the definition of, for some reason, the term Renaissance man came to mind when I thought of you. And, uh, and I looked up the definition and I think it's fitting a person with many talents or areas of knowledge. That's the definition of Renaissance man. Do you feel like that is an apt definition or description of who you are? I mean, you know, I think the humility in me would it would hate to t- throw the term <laughs> renaissance upon my shoulders. I feel like I need like a I a, threw it a, on you, know, you. A, a funny hat or something like that. But but uh, no, you know, I, I guess so. If you take that definition, I've got a lot of things that I like to do. You know, I've got maybe a couple things that I'm good at, but I I'm constantly trying new things. I'm always I'm never uh, happy with um, just kind of doing one thing. And so you know, going back to the idea of the podcast. What's funny, a lot of people don't even know this, is I started a podcast in, okay, it was 2010. Wow. And uh, so th- this was this was 12 years ago, and it was called The Pew Party Podcast is what it was called. Okay? so <laughs> There's more alliteration. Oh, yeah, more alliteration. So it was like The Pew Party Podcast, and I was going to talk about like evangelical church culture and what's happening in the pews every week. And so this was when back when I was like uh, doing worship and, you know, but I had this idea to do this podcast and there, nobody was doing podcasts back then. I was the number one Christian podcast in the world for the, every episode that I put out because I was the only one. It was me and Joel Osteen. <laughs> like, like we were the only That's two crazy. podcasts out. 
to make a long story short, I, I my first guest and my only guest on the podcast was Annie. Uh, I called Annie. I was like, Annie, you got to come over and do this podcast. She's like, what's a podcast? And I was like, no, no, you got to come do it. And so she did my podcast. And uh, I like to take credit for Annie's 500 billion downloads. The <laughs> fact that she came on my podcast yeah, in 2010. It started and it I all. planted the seed. I planted the seed. <laughs> but, you know, that, that podcast may have lasted all of four episodes. Yeah. Um, and then I think I've, I launched three other podcasts over the next four years, you know, like trying something else, trying something else. But this one, you know, Annie was like, you know, listen, Carlos, like, you're always talking to your phone. You got a lot of words coming out of your mouth. Like I'm telling you, 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 you could do this. You could do it consistently. What if we put some team around you? Yeah. And that was all it took, man. That was all it took. It took, you know, getting a team and being on this network, feeling like we're part of the family. You know, your podcast is on there. There's like seven or eight other podcasts. We're all kind of rooting for each other. It just clicked. And for some reason, here I am, you know, 48 weeks later, still doing it. 48 weeks and a million downloads later, and that's no small feat, and I'm, I'm super happy for it. You're such a gifted communicator. I would occasionally, like, you know how Instagram is, where you'll just, something will pop up on your feed, you'll click on it, and I, I feel like there were multiple times over the last couple of years where you popped up on my radar more often, and I have to say, every time you did, and every time I clicked on it, I felt like I was better for that two minutes that you were speaking into my life and whoever else was listening, whether it was um, just bringing um, a really wise perspective on the race issues of our day or showing me something with your family. I realized you and I have something in common. You recently surprised your family with a new puppy. I went on the same journey. And in fact, I think we have similar, you have a Bernie's mountain dog and I got, I do, I do. I got the, uh, like bougie Bernadoodle, which is, Bernadoodle. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have- <laughs> I know, I know all your type. I know your type. <laughs> but yeah, I just have noticed every time you're speaking in or speaking up, you're speaking into other people's lives in a positive way. I'm curious with this podcast, you're a speaker. You're used to having maybe a microphone where you're telling your story. Now, the podcast, I've noticed for me, is a chance to I'm, – I'm still sh- sharing my story, but even in a, in, you know, in a moment like this, I get to kind of be on the other side of the microphone. I'm used to doing interviews. I just did three hours of interviews talking about my music, and I got so bored with myself. Like, I am not <laughs> – I'm not interesting enough for three hours of interviews. So I get excited about this chance to be on the other side and hear more about this guy, Carlos, what makes him tick, what fuels him, what he's passionate about. Has that been a similar experience for you with the podcast, like – the, that turning the microphone around and if so like what's one of the favorite moments you've had in your first 48 episodes of uh, human hope wow no i love that question matthew you know um it's true right like like you as a as an artist uh you get to talk about yourself a lot you get to share your thoughts and your and you know and your melodies and things that come out of you uh, same thing with me i write books i stand on stages i talk about them and the podcast you know i i kind of have different sorts of episodes there's really three kind of sorts of episodes. There's Carlos, the teacher, and that's probably like one every four episodes is going to be me teaching on something. Uh, Then there's Carlos interviewing his family. So I interview my teenagers of different areas and my wife kind of coming in. But I would say my favorite, my favorite episodes that I end up doing are the episodes with people that nobody has ever heard of that get to share their story and impart wisdom. Because I mean, you know, Matthew, like, Every person that we walk by, every person that we won't run across has such intricate God-designed stories 
that nobody has ever heard. You know, not everybody's going to write a book or have a podcast. And so what I love to do, I'll give you an example. It was probably one of my most popular episodes. I have a friend named Leanne and we were just visiting her in Amish country. She lives in Ohio. And I did not know this about her. I knew her husband, um, D, she calls him D, was former Amish. Like I knew that. But I didn't know their love story. And we were just over dinner. She was just kind of talking and she was like, yeah, I, I still can't believe that, you know, D and I eloped and he never told his parents and he left the Amish world to marry me. And I was like, wait, <laughs> excuse me? She goes, yeah. And I go, wait, 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 wait. She goes, yeah, I met him um, because him and his father came to build something at my parents' house and we were married 27 days later. I said, Hold up. so I, I pulled my phone out, just literally the voice memo recorder on my iPhone. I, while she's in the kitchen, I hit record. That episode is the most downloaded episode. I called it uh, Amish Love Scandal, you know? And uh, what I love about it was that nobody would have ever known that story had I not stopped to ask Leanne her story. And the more and more I do that, I've been, you know, for people that are going to hop on the podcast, and I, I'd love for them to, in the next, in the coming months, I've been doing the same thing with my Uber drivers. I've been putting my voice recorder down, and just from my hotel to the airport or whatever it is as I'm traveling around, I ask them their story. And I'm getting some of the most mind-blowing stories. And so I think that's really what I've come to love is just letting people in on other people's stories that they've, that they've never heard of before. Well, what you're doing too is, is such a powerful thing because I think, you know, for the last several years, I've, as part of my like music platform, I've collected people's testimonies and stories. I would be writing songs inspired not by my story uh, and I would wind up connecting my own story to this other story because we're all connected, which is why I love the title of like why you chose human hope, because there's a connectivity in that word human. But what I noticed taking place over the last several years, now it's become just woven into the fiber of like my creative process is I'm collecting people's stories. There's an, I'm curious about the people I'm meeting. And I think what happens in writing songs about people's stories, or you having conversations with an Uber driver or just a you know some person that you come in contact with the reminder that every single one of us has a story that has value and matters and can speak a message into the world that the world needs to hear. And a lot of times there's this, uh, the, the, the letters I N get put in front of the word significance yeah. and we start to feel like, you know, we can be made to feel like, well, if I don't have my own podcast or if I'm not a celebrity, if I don't have a book deal or whatever, my story's insignificant. And I think what you're doing by, and it's to me, that's very telling that your most downloaded episode was not when you had some big celebrity, no offense to Annie F. Downs, but yeah, yeah, know, yeah. But that there's power in that, and I love that. What where does that kind of curiosity come? Have you always been like that? Like strike up a conversation with a stranger, or is this something that's come about over the last few years for you, where you've kind of gone? There's a light bulb that's gone on for you. I don't know. Yeah, you know, looking back in my at growing up, I got it from my dad. My dad was the guy that. You know, if he was, he'd get a shoe shine just to talk to the guy that was shining his shoes. He would, you know, we, we'd go to a restaurant and like, next thing you know, he's like leading our server to Jesus over chips and salsa. And I'm like, yo, dad, like, <laughs> just relax. You know, he's just, he's talking to people all the time. And, you know, I think that was always in me. Uh, but I definitely think that, that in 2020, when we just saw everything around and people just started feeling so isolated and honestly, not just isolated, but the word you said, people started feeling so insignificant. I just thought, you know what? Like, I need to do this. 
what why people feel insignificant isn't because maybe they're not doing things or maybe maybe they're having relationship problems. The reason why people feel insignificant is quite simple. It's because they don't feel seen. And that was what really hit me like a ton of bricks in 2020. And I was like, what I'm going to do every single week is just see people. I, I'm just, I'm going to see people. So I started to very intentionally, every single time I was out, every time I was somewhere, I would make sure I see somebody. I just saw a video that Shaq put out. He was at Walmart and he made a decision that every time he goes to a store, he's going to buy somebody something. And like, he saw some kid. I don't know if you saw, he saw some kid. He just said, Hey, Hey, do you have a bike? And the kid's like, no, I don't have a bike. He's like, hey, can you go ask your dad if I can buy you a bike? So he just took his kid and just bought him a bike. I'm telling you, the, the significant thing about that and why it went viral wasn't because I think, oh, look, Shaq's buying people. No, it's because he's seeing people and people just want to be seen. I've found that that's been, at least for my, we'll say platform, that's why more, most of the people are, are coming is because they want to see people being seen. And then they want to see people. So I think that at the root of it, that's what it is. Well, I noticed back at Valentine's Day, you went out and were getting to know some different couples and then surprising them with a hundred bucks to pay for their Valentine's dinner. And the expression on those people's faces, if, if anybody listening to this, first of all, obviously, you know, it goes without saying after you t hear this interview with Carlos, if you haven't listened to human hope, you're going to go subscribe to his podcast because it's just incredible. But also on social media, what you're doing on Instagram is really an extension of, what your hope is to do with the podcast, to let people know that they are seen, to approach this daily life with a curiosity and a desire to to see people, let them know that they matter, and to show generosity and compassion. I think that's really awesome. Uh, two words that I wrote down when I was kind of just digging around on your socials. I always feel like when I'm preparing for an interview, it kind of gets to this place of uh, stalker territory a little bit. <laughs> it's all good, but, all good. But the thing that came to me and I wrote down was a word that's gotten none of us want to hear this word over the last couple of years anymore but i feel like you're somebody who's taking this word back and giving it a positive connotation and that's the word contagious <laughs> okay so <laughs> we hate the word contagious when it comes to all things illness but i wrote down contagious joy contagious generosity contagious energy you seem to be pursuing life and living, you know, John 10, 10, what did Jesus say that he came to give us life and life to the full? And when I'm, when I'm, and I know it's Instagram. I know there's probably days where you're, where the public you is, uh, is boisterous and full of life. And if you're anything like me, the public us, there's going to be those moments where we just come down from the mountaintop and our, the pillows over our head and we want to push the world away. But, but I'm seeing what you're presenting to the world as contagious because people want to be a part of it. Like you said, people are following you now they're, they're hearing about the podcast. And what I'm getting to is the Insta Familia. I thought it was the first thing you had done, but the first thing that hit my radar was you filmed a guy in an airport who was making music and he was really talented. It was like an airport restaurant or bar. And then you just decided, Hey guys, let's tip this guy and uh, found his Venmo or something like that and raised how much money for this musician. In the 30 minutes that I was, I was sitting next to him. I wanted to see how much money we could raise in 30 minutes before I had to go board my flight. So that was the initial goal. And I thought, you know, I'm just, that'll be it. That'll be the story will be over. Uh, so we we raised, ten, I did $10,000. I gave him a $10,000 tip. Crazy. Uh, 
in 30 minutes. And, you know, you can go watch the video. Like, it's the, the look on his face was mind-blowing. But then I, uh, by that evening, I kept the Venmo up there, and it, it crept up to $75,000. And so, you know, and so that, that was, yeah, that was the InstaFam, the InstaFamilia. I, I call upon them to do that. And his story, though, once you dug into his story, can you unpack that particular one just a minute? Absolutely. So, you know, there I am listening to this guy. And again, if we go back to the earlier part of this conversation, people just want to be seen. And that, that was another moment where I watched this guy and he was just going to tech. He was playing the piano. I mean, he was, he was playing all the you know piano, man, all the stuff that you'd hear at a piano karaoke bar. And I noticed that everyone around him was on their phone. Like everyone that was sitting around and was just looking, just kind of scrolling through the phone and no one was paying attention to him. So I just made the decision. I'm going to go up. I'm going to, so I pulled the chair, like, awkwardly three feet from him and I just kind of sat down stared at him he kind of started bopping my head and he kind of looks at me and he's bopping his head I'm bopping my head then he comes over to me after the song and we strike up a conversation and at this point I wasn't the idea still wasn't to give him a big tip I just wanted to um, get to know him and told me his name was Tony is living with kidney disease and so he's on dialysis nine hours a night every single night he's on dialysis he can't really travel but that doesn't keep him from coming to, the piano, to play the piano every day at work, and he loves to do it. And I just noticed that all it took for him to have a better day was me seeing him. It didn't take the tip. That, that's not what it was. It took the, the human-to-human, eye-to-eye interaction. I didn't know who he believed in or, or what he believes in. I didn't know who we voted for. I didn't know what he thinks about this or that. We, we were just two humans that came together and connected. And so that's when I was like, what am I doing? Like, like let's, let's do this. Let's do this insta-familiar thing. Now I had done, I'd raised about $60,000 for a lady that needed a seizure alert dog in March. I'd raised $280,000 for this Brooklyn to Alaska nonprofit uh, that takes black and brown kids from Brooklyn to Alaska to teach them how to be outdoor guides. And so, so like I knew that my, my Instagram or Insta Familia was ripe and ready for this. And so I put it out there. I said, let, let, I've never done the live thing like, where I stream it live and let's raise money. So. All that to say, what I loved about this story is it went viral like the next day, right? We were on, I mean, to, I woke up to Good Morning America the next morning and like <laughs> Michael Strahan is like, Michael Strahan is like, Carlos Whitaker, he's the human of the day, you know, and I, I've got, we're on all these things, all these shows, every morning show, it was, it was a blast. And, uh, but what, what's beautiful about it is that Tony and I have become just such good friends, you know, like, so like, I said, what are you going to do with the money? He goes, oh, I'm probably going to take my wife out to dinner and then I'm going to give the rest away. He's donated almost all that money uh, back into other Insta Familia causes. So every, t- every time I do an Insta Familia thing, I'll look on Venmo and I'll see, I'll see $5,000 from Tony. on a Come Venmo. on, <laughs> that's know? amazing. So, it's just so good. And so I think that people are honestly so tired of, of rooting against each other and they're desperate to root with each other for something. And so that's all I'm doing on my, on my Instagram. Whenever I do these instant familiar things, what I do is, and I, I probably have, it's probably a good 50-50 split when it comes to just different ideals and faiths and uh, political ideologies, people that follow me. And they love to come together knowing that they are going to be doing good and, and cheering and rooting for something that they finally can do this together with people that they may vehemently disagree with on other things. And so that's all I'm trying to do. Give people something that they can root for together. And man, it's working, you know, it's, it's fun. We raised over a million dollars in nine months uh, in Venmo, bro. 
This is just in Venmo and PayPal. You know, it's crazy. Are you doing one of these a month where you're finding a worthy cause or a story, or is it just based on however your life experience goes and who you come in contact with? Is it more random than that? I'd say it's probably 75% random, 25% like, okay, I know this is something. Like, like a couple of weeks ago, we raised, um, we built like eight churches in Northern Uganda. Like I had talked to that nonprofit, like I've been like, hey, like, what can I do? And they're like, well, normally, you know, somebody would try to build one church. And I was like, nah, we're going to build eight. You know, let, let's let's do the thing. And so that was that was a little bit more planned. But I'd say most of the time, it's I, the Holy Spirit's just leading. Like I see somebody and I'm like, let's go. Let, let, let's go all in and let's, let's do it. Somebody will DM me. I had a woman um, DM me just in my little question box. You know, I'll do question boxes on my Instagram every once in a while. And a lady named Melody DM me and she said, hey, do you have any good resources on grief? I lost my, my newborn daughter and husband within two weeks of each other. And she, and she was a newlywed. And so that's all she did. She just asked a question on Instagram. And my heart just went, what? And so I DM'd her back. I said, excuse me? She said, she gave me a little bit more of the story. She didn't ask for anything. She didn't know I was going to do it. We raised, I think it was $120,000 for her the next week just to give her something to go with, you know? And so uh, man, it's as the spirit leads most of the time. That's amazing. And like you said, I mean, people with differences of opinion, like you said, we, everybody's been at each other's throats and you've, you're providing something that everybody can rally around, which is, you know, compassion and caring about somebody else in need and being kind to each other because everybody's fighting a hard battle. It seems at the start of every new year, I have at least one hiring need for my team. I wonder if you're in the same boat. Maybe you've got some ambitious hiring goals. Well, no sweat because you're not waiting for the right candidates to find you. You're finding them first with Indeed. I love Indeed. And if you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. It's that easy. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need just one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. You find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you'll get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description. And you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash West. That offer is valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash West to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash West. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. guys kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees chime an award-winning app and debit card has no overdraft fees foreign transaction fees monthly fees or service fees with over 60,000 fee-free in-network atms at many locations like most walgreens 7-eleven cvs you can access your money when you need it 
where you need it. You can also send money to anyone, even if they aren't on Chime. Fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign-up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score at all. Get started at Chime.com West. That's Chime.com West. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bank Corp Bank or Stride Bank. NA members FDIC get fee-free transactions at any MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. Was your dad a preacher? Yeah, my dad was a preacher at Primera, Primera Iglesia Bautista de Pico Rivera, first bilingual Baptist church in Pico Rivera, East LA. Okay, all right. So we're both preachers' kids. Um, my dad only spoke in one language, but <laughs> I'm curious, like, you're one of the things that I ask every guest. You know, I love where every conversation goes to different places, but there's one place where I love to hear the answer to the same question, and that is to talk about like the origins of someone's faith. And I, I frame it like this: I, I was on a blue couch in my childhood home in Chicago as a 13-year-old kid when I I stumbled across a Billy Graham crusade. And normally I would flip the channel because I was tired of hearing preachers because I lived with one. Um, but but it, it it wound up becoming a, a profound moment where for the first time I really felt like okay. I feel this pounding in my heart, which I know now late after reading scripture, God stands at the yeah. door of our hearts and knock. And so I love hearing everybody else's version of their blue couch story, like a moment where their faith became real to them. And I'll preface this before you answer by saying that God's been showing me as I ask this question to people, it always like does something special for me. And a lot of the listeners have responded as well. People who Um, as they hear somebody else's answer, they start to think, well, I don't have a moment like that where I've, and and it's it's been leading people to discover, wait a minute, God desires to have that moment with me. Now, here's the thing that he's done in me is realizing that as I hear people's answers, sometimes I get stuck in my head and this, maybe this legalistic thing where it's like, there's that one moment that you say yes to Jesus. And then it's like, you, you almost live your life as if he isn't desiring to have moment after moment after moment yeah. with you. Um, like the old hymn says, he walks with me and he talks with me and I'm learning more and more. What does that look like, God, for me to, you know, stay in active communication? Even after all this time of being a professional Christian for a long time, have I forgotten? Have I lived as if God stayed on the blue couch when I got up and walked away? So the reason why I say all that is because when you think about a moment where God has really shown himself to you and your faith has gone to a new place. It doesn't have to be the first moment. It could be a most recent moment where you've kind of had that blue couch moment where God's like, I'm here, I'm leading you, let's go. I love how you preface that for people that are listening that may be like, man, I hadn't had that yet. I haven't you know, done that yet. I want, I want to let people know that I became a Christian at, at 18. Uh, you know, my dad was a preacher, so people may think, well, that's kind of late, Carlos. I'm, well, you're not paying attention, you know? I went to a conference uh, college in college, and there was a man named Leroy Imes was his name. And he was he was like a he was like eighty man. He was an old dude, and he was preaching this college conference. and And for me, what connected is he said, you know, so many of you are eighteen inches away from heaven and hell. You know, he said your your brain and your heart are eighteen inches away. You know it all here. And I mean, I just remember that freaked me out because I was like, oh my gosh, that is me. And he's like, all you got to do is move it eighteen inches. You're this close, you know. And so. 
for me, that was a, that was like my my beginning point in the sanctification process for me, right? No, that was my salvation moment, and that, that was awesome. But I I want to answer the second part of your question, which is really like recently, right? Like you know, recently, and you know, the most kind of recent big shift in my faith has has come when I when, when I made the realization that the God that makes the earth spin and float is actually desiring conversational intimacy with me on a daily basis. Like, like not just like me opening my Bible and having a quiet time and listening to my favorite worship song and like feeling him. No, he like wants to communicate, right? And so for me, that, that was a shift that happened about four years ago where I, I remember being just so scared to ask God specific questions. Because the reason why we're scared to do that is because we're, well, what if he doesn't answer, right? Like, like that, then we have a crisis of faith. And so that keeps so many Christians from getting into this intimate conversation with God on a daily basis. Well, when I began to like go, go ahead and step one step past that risk and start asking some really honestly silly questions, like I'll give you one example, two examples if I have time. The first example is me. Um, I was at the very beginning of this. Um, of trying to hear God and ask him questions and being like, I don't know, man, this seems super charismatic Pentecostal. I don't know if God's really like this. I remember going to being at a red light and saying, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. God, do you want me to go to Chick-fil-A or Chipotle? Like I literally asked that question, like when I was sitting there and, you know, I know the super Christian thing would have been Chick-fil-A, right? But, but, I, but I, I remember sitting there at the red light and I remember very, very specifically just seeing Chipotle in my head and being like, I don't know if that's my stomach or my whatever. So I'm on my way to Chick-fil-A or to Chipotle. And, and you, you're going to know where I'm talking about. I'm going down uh, Franklin Road, right, right past Old Hickory. And before I get there, I see Blaze Pizza on my left. And I felt like Holy Spirit said, no, Blaze. Like he changed. <laughs> he changed. And I was like, Blaze, I don't want Blaze. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going I'm to do this. I'm going to test God. So I go to Blaze, bro. I walk into Blaze and I see a former friend of mine who we had the biggest falling out in relationship. Like, like I was wounded. They were wounded. They were sitting there. I've been avoiding this person for three years. Now, this is going to sound like the most, this man is lying thing. Uh, this is, I've got screenshots to prove it. I walked in, his head comes up and he starts to cry before he, I even say anything. I walked to, over to him. He takes his phone. He turns it around. He was writing me an email apologizing and wanting to come back in a relationship. Bro, I'm telling you, my faith in my prayer life has never been the same since. And so I'm constantly telling people, like, just test God. He's not scared. Ask him specific questions. You will be blown away how specific he is. He is back. And so that that's been the part of my faith that's been, you know, shifted the recently Dude, crazy what a great story i think of uh trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path and sometimes we overlook the understated moments of our lives right we overlook the 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 monotony or the minutiae or those those little decisions and man and and you're right about what happens is when you have a moment like that and god shows up you get excited to see him show up again. And so it's like, you're kind of like further and further on the edge of your seat going, okay, Lord, what's it going to be today? I feel like you're there. Like, I feel like you're in the, 
you're on the edge of your seat every day by going, God, how, how are you going to use Human Hope Podcast today to let people know they're seen? How are you going to use Insta Familia to let somebody's, for you to show up? And it's, and that's it. And that, isn't that the goal, Carlos? It's not for Carlos to show up. It's Carlos showing up because he knows that God's going to show up when we're faithful and we're obedient. He uses us and works through us to do great things and really cause movements. Don't you feel like that's what Insta Familia is? Like this movement. It, it is, you know, and, and God, Carlos has never healed anybody. Carlos has never, you know, really done anything for anybody. It's always been Christ through me, you know, and, and that is, that is just it. Like the Insta Familia thing has become, it is becoming this movement. It's becoming, okay, we raised a million bucks. Now let's do 10 million next year. Let's keep growing this thing. But it's always, again, for me, my social media may not be like a place where I blatantly preach the gospel with my words on a daily basis, but I try to blatantly preach the gospel with my actions on a daily basis. And hopefully the people that are seeing that are going to be like, what's, what's different about this guy? What's different about this movement? What's different about, you know, I, Matthew, I have, you know, uh, last week I, we, we raised $40,000 for, um, and bought a trailer for some friends of ours that got their trailer stolen. I literally had people like atheists, and agnostics putting on their Insta story, hey, listen, I'm not really religious, but there's something about this guy I gave to help these Christian wow. singers. You know? And I'm like, we got people that don't even believe in God pouring into the ministry of other people that are going to be singing about God. And I'm just like, and, and I'm not even, I'm not quoting one scripture, you know, and I'm just telling you, we have the potential to lead other people to Jesus and his love through our actions way more than our words. So you're telling me it's not about beating somebody over the head with the Bible or is this what I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you, (laughs) people tried that with me and I've, I'll be honest. I've even tried that with people and I'm seeing my evangelism spread uh, like wildfire because of my actions, not my words. Send somebody out. Somebody who's listening to this today going, all right, I want to, I want to have the same kind of contagious joy and, generosity and you know overall just curiosity about the world in a, in a, a spiritual curiosity even right that's saying I want to I want to let people know around me that they're seen what can you say to somebody out there who's going man what could I possibly do I'm just one person how do I how do I go out and and love the world not just by my words but with my actions I'd say two things the first thing you've got to do is break any lie in your head that is telling you that your story isn't worth telling, that your testimony isn't good enough, that your uh, that your one action isn't going to be able to create a ripple effect. I'm telling you, every great movement started with one single small action, you know? And so just know that. You, you got to break that lie. You got to be like, okay, I, that lie. But then the second thing is, you know, I feel like we become really comfortable in our lives. If you're completely comfortable every single day, there's probably not a lot of of movement uh, in the kingdom or the kingdom work that God has for you, you know, so you've got to risk, you've got to risk every single day. So every day I think to myself, okay, what's the risk I'm going to take today. Uh, And for some people that risk is going to be, is honestly going to be like, okay, I'm going to sit next to that one person at lunch today. Not even going to talk about nothing. I'm just going to sit next to them. And, and that is the risk. That's as big as the risk is for other people. The risk is going to be, Oh no, I'm going to see somebody at the grocery store. I'm going to pay for their groceries. You know, what, whatever that risk is, just, just do it, man. When you were, if the world made a, a conscious decision to be generous with all the things that we're not going to take to heaven with this anyway, right? I ain't never seen a U-Haul That's behind right. a hearse. That's right. That's Let's right. leave it all here. Let's give it all away. And so if there's someone listening, just do those two things. And I promise you're going to see, 
you're going to see some of that fruition in your life. Man, so many good things that you've shared today, Carlos, and so many, I, we could go so many more places, but I know you've got some, some uh, episodes for your own podcast. And, uh, yeah, so he's, yeah. the, and he's the host of uh, awesome podcast, Human Hope, uh, that just crossed over 1 million downloads. And everybody listening to this is going to go and begin listening to Human Hope. You'll be at 2 Let's million go. before you know it. He's got a, an amazing movement taking place on Instagram. We're going to point people to your account to find out how they can get involved in, and join you in being contagious with joy, hope, and generosity. Insta Familia, just finding people in need and uh, love, showing love by our actions. It's just a powerful thing what you're doing, what God's doing through Carlos Whitaker, even when he shows up at Blaze Pizza. And I was going to say, man, I was going to judge. I'm like, man, I, I don't understand what Blaze Pizza is all about. That, Me neither, bro. I finished a Blaze Pizza, and I'm like, what's next? I'm still hungry, you know? <laughs> it's so little and thin. It's so tiny, bro. But you went, and lo and behold, the Lord used you at Blaze Pizza. So you're the best, Carlos. I'm excited. I'm looking forward for us to get some time to hang together. And you're an inspiration. Keep up the great work. And thanks for being part of today's show, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, now it's time for Songs from the Story House. Today's song from the Story House is just one that, I, honestly, I just need to, I need to listen to it right now because it's a reminder that in this world we will have trouble. But Jesus said, take heart, for I have overcome the world. And I don't know, forgive me if this feels redundant, but I just felt maybe this song needed to be heard by somebody today. Take heart, take a breath, and let him lift that heavy weight up off your chest. Take his hand. I know it's looking dark. When the world falls all around you, he won't let you fall apart. Take heart. Hope this encourages you today. Keep looking up and keep your eyes on Jesus and know that he has overcome the world. As you know it Looks nothing like the kind of life you knew before All of a sudden Fear stole the headlines And it don't feel safe to even step outside your door In this world you will have trouble But I have overcome the world So take heart Take a breath Let me lift that heavy weight up off your chest And take my hand I know it's looking dark When the world falls all around you I won't let you fall apart Take heart singing back when you were younger he's got the whole world in his hands well that's still true i hold your family all your friends and all your loved ones and even when you're barely holding on i'm holding you so take heart and take a breath and let me lift that heavy weight up off your chest Take my hand, I know it's looking dark When the world falls all around you, I won't let you fall apart 
my dad he gives good advice and that's why the last segment of today's show is called dad advice he is my dad and he gives good advice and that's why this segment is called dad advice hey dad um we are continuing on you know uh we're still in the first half of 2022 and at the beginning of the year really at the end of last year i was taking some inventory and just asking the lord for a theme and this theme has meant a lot to me, this theme of putting first things first. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We've talked about all different aspects of how to keep first things first, putting God above all else and knowing that our lives will never be more fulfilling than when we're paying attention to God and when we're putting uh, our relationship with him above all else. And so we've been taking that word first and then going through scripture and just saying, okay, what does God have to say? How can we live a first things first kind of life, right? So today let's talk about forgiveness. Yes, uh, being first to forgive. And this will be a, a challenge that everyone faces, not just every year, but in many times yeah, a year. Yeah, every day. Ephesians 4.32, our, our text says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just in Christ God forgave you. And I have to apologize. Sometimes I use pastoral terms like text. We're, we're just sharing on dad advice, and I, I got to yeah, throw you, those. You go into preacher mode. Yeah, I do. I do. Forgiving someone is not an easy task, and that's an understatement, of course. It does not come easily. That's an understatement. Pastoring for almost 40 years, I've counseled many people who have struggled with forgiveness. I've made a family member, a boss, a neighbor, anyone who has hurt you, been unfair, or even cruel three things out of many, and again, we could mm -hmm. spend all day on this one. Forgiveness is not easy. God forgives us. He will enable us to forgive others. Sounds easy, but it's hard, even with God's help. Two, forgiveness is necessary. God tells us to forgive. Ephesians 4.32, our text, and then Colossians 3.13, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Psychology Today cites five reasons why it's important to forgive. 
When you forgive someone, you forgive yourself. Two, forgiveness gets you out of victim mode. Three, forgiveness frees you. Four, forgiveness helps your health. Forgiveness helps you move forward on your spiritual path. And then lastly, forgiveness sets us free. Be first to forgive. Proverbs 17, 19. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. And the quote of one of my favorite songs that you wrote, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that that prisoner was you. The first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. The first to forget is the happiest. That's a good word. Be the first to forgive. Have grace for each other today because Lord knows we need it ourselves. Thanks, Dad. Hey, that's our show for today. I want to thank my guest, Carlos Whitaker. Be sure to check out his podcast, Human Hope. Follow him on Instagram. I highly recommend um, his, his Insta Familia, what he's doing. And uh, if, you, if you want to step in and, and help give to one of the many individuals that he highlights, uh, let's take part in that. That's very cool stuff. So uh, we will post a link, of course, to his podcast at my podcast page, which is matthewwest.com slash podcast. Thanks to Carlos. Thanks to my dad, as always, with a great message and a great encouragement with dad advice. If you'd like to sign up to receive a free weekly email devotional from us to you, go to popwe.org today, P-O-P-W-E.org and sign up. We would love to include you among the thousands of people who are already receiving that little, quick little email devotional straight to your inbox every Thursday. Go to popwe.org. And uh, last but not least, make sure, have you gotten your tickets yet for the brand new tour? You guys don't want to miss it. We're kicking back up March 24th, and uh, we're doing a run of shows in Texas. We're doing a run of shows in Florida, March, April, and the first half of May. We would love to have you join us at one of the concerts on the brand new tour. We firmly believe, like Psalm 43 says, God is doing a new thing and we're experiencing it night after night on tour i hope you're experiencing that as you listen to this podcast today and as you go through the rest of your day be reminded you get one shot at this life don't take it for granted be inspired by carlo's story live a life of generosity of compassion have your eyes open be a conduit of hope to somebody who needs it today no regrets no what ifs it's your story for his glory love you guys see you next week Seriously, I, I, I do.